しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと誰の目にも触れない影に Hey everyone, and welcome back to class. This is Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. As always, I'm one of your homeroom teachers, Advert. You may know me better as Andrew Nimsgern. And alongside me, I have Apothecary and Fanfic, aka James Graham and Dylan Beal. And have you guys wiped your t- tears away from this episode yet? It was a little, a little emotional, dude. A little, like, not as emotional as the last episode, but, like, but emotional. In really? A, in a, yeah, I know. I found. I found last last week's episode way, way more worse than this one. I guess that's first time hearing that because you weren't here with us last week. Um, so yeah, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, good forgot, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot you weren't, so I didn't know you actually found last week really emotional. I guess me and Dylan didn't really feel that emotional for it. Dylan, how, how are you feeling? Um, it was good. It was it was like a happy kind of emotions though. Like yeah, yeah. When, when you hear you smiled, I smiled. You know. Yes, ab- <laughs> absolutely. Tears rolling down your face, smiling. Cheek to cheek. It was a good episode. But we'll talk about that coming up because each and every week we are here to review the newest episode of the My Hero Academia anime. And we still don't really have any big announcement or anything. We're just continuing along. Two episodes left coming down towards the end of the season. With the quarantine into effect, Dylan still has not been able to see the movie. So we are still working on figuring out when we will be watching and reviewing that. But that's coming down the pipeline at some point. We'll keep you updated with that. As we know, but with the quarantine and the corona and all that kind of stuff, it is a little bit of a unique time right now, so hope you guys understand that. Dylan's laziness isn't what's keeping him from this, although it usually it, does Yeah, state-mandated, I cannot watch anime. The governor of California California has come out and said, Dylan, you cannot watch anime. Stay inside. <laughs> Stay inside. Just like GameStop, anime should be an essential business that can never close. <laughs> anime is critical. It is critical it in these is. dire times. Yeah, yeah. We, the world falls apart without we it. We need it, dude. We need it. But, Dylan, I think the, our listeners should tell their friends about something, right? Yeah, because, I mean, everyone's quarantined. you got to be social distance six feet away. You know how you could be uh, connect with your friends um, and still be a good six feet away from them? By listening to a podcast together and talking about it over Discord or something. So make sure you tell your friends about us. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions or notes or anything that you really think we should could spice the podcast up, uh, let us know at uh, over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's jump into this week's lecture with Season 4, Episode 23, Let It Flow School Festival. Episode starts again with Gentle turning himself in as Hound Dog and Ectoplasm arrive on the scene he's questioned if anyone else is there with him and why he's injured so bad he continues to just stick to the fact that he fell over a rock but hound dog doesn't believe that he's questioned um continually that hound dog smells a ua student and we see deku land in the distance um hound dog is continuing to question when deku um where the student is until deku shows up gentle talks that he's done many crimes but his greatest crime was kidnapping and brainwashing an innocent girl which he's referring to la brava Gentle is glad that Deku is the last person he had a fight with, and then takes the blame on Oni himself, saying that Brava had nothing to really do with any of this. Asks that Manami Aiba, Labrava's real name, to be pardoned from everything. Um, Deku admits to trying to stop Gentle, as he was going to play a joke on UA, but says that everything is fine now. Snipe calls in the patro- uh, patrol, 
Hound Dog tells him that there was a wannabe YouTuber or something along that lines trying to cause a ruckus on UA, but everything is fine now. This is not an emergency. This school festival can go on as is. Gentle admits that he was once a hero student who dropped out to Deku, and he hopes that Deku feeling can reach the person he wants them to. It's 35 minutes until the performance, and Deku has to run back and find the bag of the stuff he bought. Along the way, he does find LaBrava's pink camera um, and gets the bag from the old um, gentleman that runs the store next to the um, like the little cafe that Gentle and LaBrava came out of. Um, Class 1A is freaking out that Deku isn't here yet. But he sprints back to UA and meets Aoyama at the gate. Ectoplasm tells him that he needs to clean up his scratches first. Everyone's going to be worrying about him. And the teachers are talking. Um, and Eerie overhears it and is afraid that Deku won't dance and is starting to get sad. And we see Uraraka and the other students looking out and seeing the whole crowd waiting for the performance to start. It is 9.59 we still do not know if Deku has arrived. But the curtains open. We see Deku is on stage, and we see Aizawa and um, President Mike talking about how there's still some students that are putting all the blame with their current situation on a Class 1A, and that this performance still is kind of skeptical for a lot of people. But Bakugo literally blows up and blasts the crowd away a little bit, and the performance starts. Frankly, the song is just fine. We'll talk more about that afterwards. But the special effects are killer, even though um, the students who were skeptical of Class 1A are dancing along and enjoying it. Um, towards the end of the performance, we get a flashback for Jiro, um, who is apologizing for choosing to be a hero over her musician to her parents. Not wanting to waste all the time her parents spent teaching her music, her parents pretty much say, just do what you love. We became musicians because it's something we're both passionate about, and it's okay to do want to do something just because you think it's cool. But also, why not just be a musician and a hero at the same time? We go back to the performance going towards the end with all the special effects going on. We see the demon hanging over Eerie disappear. And as all of our tears start flowing, we see Eerie starting to smile and having the time of her life. The performance ends. Everyone is in, everyone enjoyed it completely. And we cut over to Class 1B's performance. And honestly, the play is something I'd probably watch. As we went over, it's like a mix of Star Wars, Romeo and Juliet, Lord of the Rings. I think something else as well. But it actually didn't seem that bad. And after that, um, we see that Deku is being lectured for not answering his phone or not by having it all by All Might. Hound Dog digs into him saying that what you did wasn't correct. Yes, you have a provisional license, but you still need to rely on the heroes because they have people to protect as well. But ultimately, kind of pushes away and tells him to go out there and enjoy it. And then loses the ability to talk as he digs into All Might because he is so upset. Class 1A is clearing up and Eerie is recapping the performance and is just so happy and using like the boom, bang, wow, like all those terms when you don't really know how to describe something but you really enjoyed it and this causes Deku to start crying seeing them on a joy she has. Mineta tells Deku to get to work seeming like he's about to have a stroke. We have no idea why but we do see some other students stop by um, saying how much they enjoyed the performance um, and that they're going to kind of kind of pass on the feelings that they're having of Blaming Class 1A for everything under the other students that didn't make the performance and kind of getting rid of that overhanging problem of everything being C1A's um, fault. Um, Bakugo feels like he won because a couple of students that are giving them so much grief admitted that they enjoyed it and ran away. Um, we learn that Mineta's stroke is going to be over knocking the beauty pageant on time. And we do instantly cut over to the beauty pageant where we see the main three characters that we kind of had focused on. Um, Hado, um... Help me out here. Oh, my goodness. C1B's... Uh, Kendo? Kendo. Thank you. you. I knew that last week. 
didn't know that this week. <laughs> and then the third name, which I did not write now. I apologize. The support class um, third year. Um, we see all of them uh, competing. Um, Hado using her abilities to make a rose in the sky. The support student literally creating a giant gold version of herself and flying around the stage. And then Kendo just breaking bricks. Um, but after that, we do get a matchup of Class 1A and then Mirio and Eerie enjoying the rest of the festival together and just smiling kind of without a care in the world and just generally having a good time. Hado ends up winning the pageant, and after that, the festival seems to be coming to an end. And we see Mirio, Aizawa, Eerie, and Deku out in front of the school. Um, and Deku just tells Eerie how much fun it was. I'm glad that she came. And then gives her a homemade candy apple that he made with Sato, because she couldn't find one at the school festival. Aizawa says that we will see her again soon. The credits do roll, but we do have a quick scene after them, which is going to see that the police are amazed by even Labrava's talent with hacking and ask if she wants to use the power for good. She continues to dedicate that she wants nothing to do with anyone but helping Gentle. The police know that she's not brainwashed, but Gentle continues to say that LaBravo is never really involved, and the police officer interviewing Gentle kind of goes on to say, so the love's mutual. Um, he goes on and kind of teases maybe a little bit of a redemption arc for Gentle. There's a conversation going on here that Gentle knows that his emotions of wanting to be a hero, um, he can't forget about them, and the police officer goes on to say that the people that feel like they, um, they don't get a second chance are either those who are too far gone or those are who are too impatient to get the results. And the conversation kind of ends there after the police officer handing tea. This is something I want to dig into afterwards, but to me, this teases a little bit of a redemption arc for Gentle in the possible future. But with that, the episode actually ends because we go into the preview after that, but we will save that conversation for a little later on in the conversation. But let's go back to the very beginning and just where do you guys want to start? General thoughts on the episode? Anything specific pop out you want to jump into right away? I mean, like it, like we're gonna co- close in on uh, close out on it anyways. But I think the very beginning of the episode, Gentle talks about how he was a hero course dropout, which is, you know, like it's gonna be something we kind of go back in on. Um, I guess it basically jumps right into the performance after that because Deku just boogies his way up, gets changed. Um, so yeah, I guess we can talk about the performance. Like you said, I agree that it was a. Uh, um, the song was just like, it was okay. Um, wasn't what I was expecting. I expected, I don't know. I expected something kind of crazy to be coming out of the, just, just what, what my hero's done. Like, it just seemed like that's what we were going to get. We were going to get something like over the top and ridiculous, but I do find the animation for the, for that, whenever they were doing like the special effects were really, really well done. Um, and yeah, we got Jiro backstory while it was going on. So I'm never, I'm not complaining about that. Yeah, I think I think it was just good. Like it, like I listened to it. Um, apparently, the official soundtrack for it is coming out on the twenty fifth. So that's like four days from now. So we'll get like the actual song fairly soon, which is cool. Nice. Um, I'm excited to hear that version of it. Um, but I want to talk about right before the performance, the the one dude just yelling Yairozu for like <laughs> like eight minutes straight. That's James. Oh, it is. Me, <laughs> that was James. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, I, I, I that, that's, that did seem really weird. Like, why? Because <laughs> people people want her. It's Momo, dude. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I, I found that really interesting. And yeah, like Dylan was saying, I do want to hear the official soundtrack. Yeah, but the vocals were definitely like the background in this, but I feel like in the official one, it might be a little bit more forefront. And like the little bit I did hear, I'm like, it's not bad. Like, I think if they change up like the priority of 
sounds in the actual soundtrack, it could be a bop. I don't think it'll ever be a banger, but I think it has potential to be a bop. This is this is how Andrew classifies music. They're either bops or bangers or okay. So this is what we get. Yes. Or bad. Or bad, yeah, I guess so. It's a four-point scale. <laughs> also bad, with B. Okay, bop, banger. I know, it's the B yeah. scale. It works. The, but, but it's the red emoji B scale. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Don't worry about it. Um, actually, but we're, we're jumping into the festival, and I want to talk I, the uh, thing. But the one thing we did skip over right away, James, you blew through all this, was we found LaBrava's pink camera. Yes, yeah, that's when true. When going back um, to getting the stuff from this. And at first, I thought it was the actual bag um, of, like, stuff Deku. I didn't really realize it too much on my first watch through. But do we feel like this is going to have any real importance? Or do you feel like this was just, like, kind of reminiscing on the end of this arc and LaBrava's camera was obviously kind of a decent part of it? Or do we feel like maybe this could play into that possible redemption arc down the road, or just nothing? This was this was that uh, this was just to cut Deku's time even closer because it, it was he just picked up the bag and was like, oh, this isn't mine. I have to go all the way back to the store now. <laughs> I, I no, that's that's I that's know. what that that totally was because in the scene right after, it was him at the store again with the old man. Yeah, I mean, that's where he like. Yeah, so it, it it was just reiterating that, like, he's, like, really in a rush. Because not only does he have to get his bag, but he has, like, oh, no. Actually, he has to go all the way back to the store and then all the way there in, in like, five minutes. I think the camera's going to have some relevance. I do. I do. I think it's either no relevance, but I definitely don't agree with what Tuesday No, that, that, is. that is what it was for. He, no, he knew he dropped it at the store because the second the whole conversation dropped, he dropped the bag right there. He didn't bring the bag with him at any point. It's not like Deku thought he had the bag of groceries with him as he was tackling gentle midair. He knew it was way back there. I don't know. I I thought so. Like why? And it was pink. But it's why would why would he go? Why would he go up and get? Item on the ground. Why would he go up and just get 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 it then? Because it's Deku. He was on his way. Because it's Deku, and he's do, yeah. he's doing main character stuff, dude. That's what Deku does. I don't think it should be relevant. I think it is. I agree it might not be relevant, but it is not to make it cut closer to time. That's a dumb reason. Okay, I I wasn't David I wasn't here last week, but I hated the twenty four style goddamn counter at the bottom. <laughs> like all I could think you know, of was, was like great. like Kiefer Sutherland running amok, like but it's just anime Kiefer Sutherland, aka Midoriya. Just had no time for it, but uh. Yeah, no. So I mean, like, it'll pro- honestly, I think he's gonna give it to the cops, and it'll play into the redemption thing. But uh, yeah, um, maybe I uh, like. I guess was there anything really else no, to yeah. talk about, like, with the with the performance? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, like the, um, the eerie graph, like the eerie like image was really good. Like, I mean, like I thought. Yeah, I want. I want. That's the one thing of it from the performance. Yep, the Jiro backstory a little bit. Like, I think we were saying a little bit pre-show. Like, I definitely think. Jiro's parents, the little we've interacted with them, never were going to, like, be mad at her for choosing a hero over that. So that's a weird thing. But that definitely – I think that was just a really relatable moment. Yeah. That you, no matter what, like, you always think your parents are going to be mad at you when you're turning away from something they put a lot of time into. And some parents do get mad. So yeah. I think it was just a relatable moment probably for, like, even, like, younger viewers. Like, oh, like, someone – the younger watching the show right now, like they're really passionate about something, but they feel like their parents won't be supportive of it. And like 90% of the times your parents are going to support you no matter what. There are some unique cases, but like if you want to do something, tell your parents, have a conversation with like, don't be afraid to. And I actually like, like there's been things they've talked about in my hero, like the second half, like even a little bit of like, 
had a suicide conversation last week with the Bravo. We mentioned yeah. that a little bit, Dylan. Like, they're opening up these conversations that I don't feel like my hero normally does. Well, anime like, doesn't usually do it in general. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, usually a lot of, especially, like, I mean, some anime might, but shonen anime usually doesn't. Like, like the the the, the, the genre we're in right now usually doesn't go to that because it's not it's not their thing, right? Like, we usually get big flashy fights. And, you know, like romance and stuff like that. But, yeah, to open up the idea of mental health and to talk about it there is, uh, it's pretty, it's good. I'm happy that I'm happy they did it. It was, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm really happy with their opening up these kind of more, um, emotional conversations. I'm like, yeah, like it, it's okay to have feelings, something you don't see too much, um, in parts like this. So I thought that was a really cool kind of flashback. Was there anything on the flashback specific you guys want to talk about or just the fact that, like, yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing to show. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good thing. I, I do want to talk about, like, Eerie, like, lighting up and, like, like the image of, like, the crow demon that's supposed to be, of course, Overhaul. That's kind of getting blown apart, right? Like, that was uh, that was really good. And poor, and, and poor Mirio, like, getting choked up, too. Like, he's having... Like, How couldn't you? Yeah. He is literally every person watching that moment. Everyone is getting choked up at that. He's also her dad. Like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... I w- hope he adopts her. <laughs> I know he's like 16, but I hope he adopts her. Well, no, he's a, he's a senior, so he's like 18, so which is a little a little more reasonable. There's only three years though in UA. There's only th- not four years. There's only three years in Canada too. So like, oh, there's four years in like in. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's just like the last three years for for us U- U.S. folk. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's an extra year earlier on for yeah. that. Oh, okay, good enough. Good enough. Um, still, yeah. Who cares? I want. I want him to adopt her and raise her. He basically has um, at this point. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want. Like, what? Once she leaves the hospital, like, what happens? I don't think we'll learn about that till next season, which is sad. Yeah. Um, or even the but, even this. Like, I mean, like, yeah. I feel like she might stay with Aizawa. Like at that point, like, no way, Aizawa. Aizawa, hundred percent would, dude. He's been there the whole time. Like, I, like, Aizawa has zero dad energy. That's a damn lie. That's false. Aizawa is teeming with dad energy, dude. He is. He's literally been a dad to Deku the entire time. Between him and Allmate, they joint raised that kid. Like, oh yeah. Speaking of dad energy, Allmate's been the dad. Aizawa is like. That one sports coach you get really close to that cares more about you than they should. No, I I really don't think so. Really? 100%, no, dude. no. I also, thought... big dad yeah. energy coming from All Might though, calling Deku like a million <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like it was like a literally like a minute interval too as he's scrolling through. Like some of the numbers are doubled up too, which I loved. So yeah, big dad energy coming out of uh, coming out of All Might. Big dad energy coming out of Hound Dog, uh, Hound Dog too, because just like yeah because like, he like was yelling at you know, him he, but like also like go out there yeah he's like fun. why are you why are you looking so gloomy like go have fun this thing's still going on right like i love like, hound dog he's such i do too I, like I, the muzzle though like i don't know i don't know why he's not more pissed off about that and just the liquid spewing out <laughs> of his mouth when he's upset is just ugh. yeah i i was but i was no. happy to see more ectoplasm now like we haven't seen like sniper ectoplasm in like a minute so it's like it's nice that they just they brought them back, even if it was just for like security detail. Like it's just always nice to get to like to be reminded that those heroes are a part of like the faculty, rather than just going between Aizawa, All Might, and the principal. Like, like those are usually all we see. Occasionally midnight, but and that's fancy. I think next week will help with that a little bit too. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, when we talk about next week, I think that would definitely be something too that brings back a lot of people we have forgot about. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I. Those are go, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just, I was kind of yeah gonna move on. Like yeah, I guess Dylan, if it, you had anything to say about Erie, otherwise yeah, it's just we're I think that signifies the end of the overhaul era. Like he's not coming back. Erie's moved on. She was kind of the last hanging fruit. Like Muriel's really the only one with long term effects still from that arc, and that'll be something that'll be solved eventually. But overhaul's done. Like this is definitely like okay, we need to wrap up the season. Any hanging loose ends need to be done. And we'll start moving on and setting things up for next season. It's kind of how I saw Eerie like, being cleansed. Is like, okay, this season's coming to an end. No more kind of continuing effects. Do you agree? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I'm like, you're just, you're just the one that hasn't talked about Eerie, so I wanted to give you a second, but. Oh, no. I, I just want to talk about the beauty yeah, pageant. <laughs> All right. We talk about the beauty pageant. I want to talk about the play, dude, because Tetsu Tetsu as. Lord of the Rings Vader is the best. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, like another Star Wars reference. So Star Wars reference alert. They do it again. In Lord of the Rings and Romeo and Juliet. We all got it at the same and time. And there's one more in there. Like the count of whatever is from... I, I don't know. There was like one more play when we first learned about it. I forgot. I think that, yeah, I think there is four. Like I think there's four. I think it's like Dracula or something dumb like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, like the Lord of Gondor and stuff like that. Like, oh, that it was not, really I, good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was so many buzzwords for me. <laughs> just doing all of those series, just buzzword after buzzword. I'm like, I'm, I'm in for this. I would sit down and watch a three hour performance of this. Oh, like, I'm God, in. yeah, yeah. I love it even. At, I, uh, I was more interested in that than the than the class one A um, song. Oh yeah, after I started hearing that, hundred percent, dude. And like, I love it even like afterwards. They're like. I like it was just long and they just tried to put too much in and it was just like I'm like that sounds yeah, perfect. that sounds amazing yeah exactly sounds perfect give me that but yeah I'm I guess I'll actually look through the outline and see if there's anything but before we get to that yeah, we have to clean up and eerie kind of doing the recap while everyone is getting ready but um I don't think there's really anything too much there eerie's happy Deku kind of now realizes that eerie's Shadows no longer hanging over. Awesome again, signifying the end of that arc. Dude, the and beauty then, pageant. Dude, the beauty hell pageant. yes. We we get to Dylan <laughs> Spirit Animal Moneta. We, we get to the, we get to the best the girl in the series, Kendo. That's true. Really? Kendo's best she girl. rules, dude. I I'm a big Kendo fan now. So the the so uh, we didn't actually know what part of the school, uh, uh Babimi. Kenrin Zaki, Kenrin Zaki, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there, I know, yeah. It's a, it is a long name, but yeah. So, but we find out that she's a support student, and like that's how she won was being super flashy by making stuff that was just her face. Which I was like, that's a, like if you're gonna win a it's not bad strategy. I mean, it's, it's a beauty pageant. You're just gonna make more stuff of like your face. Like, I mean, that's 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 the angle you go for, man. So, but I'm I'm I, yeah, I'm really happy that. uh like, it, it showcased Hado. those three. Yeah, but, yeah, like, Hado kind of deserved to win that. Yeah, holy shit, she blew him out of For Amajiki, man. Amajiki's having such a hard cool. time. Like, get, get in a 1v1. Hado versus Kendo. Absolutely Hado beat her would, down. Hado's a big three. She'd kick her ass. It's not even you, you don't know that? You don't know that. I... I I'm not going into this, Dylan. It's not, it's not even close. But, yeah, Amajiki... 
all people are animals. <laughs> yeah, just I, I really it, like just, that. Th- just thinking them as mammals. I it'll want be more Amajiki again. Yeah. I miss Amajiki. Dude, he just he just gives off such gloom energy, but it's great. I love how he's still there, just supporting his friends. That's yeah. so good. Oh, he yeah, he is just he is that number one a like best ever friend to have. He's always there, no matter what. He's just miserable though. <laughs> just miserable. He is miserable. But that's why he's around so many happy people to make him happy. Yeah, he he gives out that true doomer energy, and I appreciate him. I gotta, like I. It's like you, James. Like I'm very happy in a way. Dylan's sometimes very happy, and you're just a doomer. You're Amajiki. Uh, yeah, that's fine, dude. <laughs> All people are animals. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So the beauty pageant there goes on. Um. And then yeah. We just see a bunch of really fun things from Class 1A. The, the, the Cementos the- little uh, juice box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. I want it so bad. Yeah. Or Bakugo in the like, the little – no, no Todoroki in the little cutout of the principal was – I'm going to go back and get a screenshot. Yeah, I want a screen grab from use, that. I'm going to use that as, like, the title image for this week's episode. Oh, you got it, yeah. I, was, that, that was, was that Shinsho in the maze? Was that yes? It was. Okay, okay. Well, that's what I thought, and I was just like, I couldn't think of his name when we we're going through the episode. But yeah, I saw him drop down. Like, there's just a bunch of little fun callouts there to other characters and um, all that. And again, it was just, it was good. It's what I wanted from the. We saw um, Hatsume during this time showing off her robot. She didn't get as much attention as we thought her we would do in the one week. We kind of did prediction. Yeah, they like um, weirdly had her like in a lot of scenes and then just didn't do anything with it. I think they just wanted to give her more to make it seem like that she's not just there for the use of Deku. (laughs) Because really, every time we've seen her, we've interacted with her twice. She makes something for Deku, and then she disappears. So I think they wanted, like, yeah, she does stuff, too. I mean, not important enough for us to give, like, a focus on her, but... She's she's there. She's not not just a usable tool for Deku. Yeah. (laughs) She does have a life. I think is kind of what that turned out to be. Um, But, yeah, I think that was all great. Um... Hado ends up winning the beauty pageant, as we said. And then, yeah, this festival arc comes to the end. And Eerie is going away. I think this might be the last of Eerie we see for the rest of the season. Probably, yeah. We only got, like, two episodes left. So Two episodes yeah. left. And I think Aizawa says, like, oh, we'll see her again soon, as in next season. It's kind of how I took that. Maybe another glimpse in, like, the last episode of the season or something like that. But, um... Well, any... Closing thoughts. We had that and we had the gentle conversation. I was going to say the, the gentle redemption arc. Let's talk about that. Because it struck me very much as a, especially with La Brava, it was a, um, you hacked us. We're not going to let you do this. We're just going to make you work for us. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's very, it's like, catch me if you can. You know what I mean? That's what it struck me as. I... Yes and no. I think the LaBrava part was more like, yes, she's incredibly skilled, which we already kind of know. But it was also to kind of prove that, like, Gentle's, like, whole argument that, like, she was brainwashed and all that, like, obviously goes away. And that, like, they just love each other a lot. And I think that was to kind of more build into the Gentle redemption arc than her, like, having a part of working with the police or anything. Well, like, I think it's it's like, going to be... There's clearly a good side to him still and that he still has hope. He's just too, like, that last line is like, than those who are too impatient to see the results, I think is what really hooked me as a redemption arc. Like you still have good in you and you've just been too impatient to get to that good to kind of pay off. And so you became a villain. Like it twisted you enough of dropping out of school to become a villain, but there's still good to you with the how Brava, how you treat the Brava and all that, that like, there's still hope for you. And that's why I offered tea at the end that like, Hey, I think 
we could like maybe that's a little bit of catch me if you can but like hey it's, we can get to a point yeah. where you're on the right side of this yeah it's, it's i think it's super catch me if you like catch me if you can between the two of them because they're not gonna like they're not gonna let them off for free and let them become heroes it's not how that's gonna work like if they're gonna do a gentle redemption the gentle is gonna work for the police but bravo is gonna work for the police and they're gonna serve their time working with the police it's not i like be, go ahead dylan Oh, no, I, I don't want, sorry, I don't want to interject. I just want to say, I'm sorry. I really didn't want to interject. I just want to say, I like the monkey cop or the gorilla oh, cop. Yeah, yeah, the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gorilla cop. <laughs> I just like, I just like having all these cops just be, uh, their, their quirk is just animal. Yeah. Cat. Just the, the dog. Well, like, hound dog is just dog. Like, it's all. Well, no, no, he's not a dog. He's like a dog person, but like. This this person was just just like a gorilla person, and then there's also <laughs> the cat person. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Let's... and the dog, the officer, the police officer is a dog. Yeah, oh yeah, the yeah, police commissioner. The, yeah, yeah, the police commissioner, just a giant dog. Yeah, and he woofs like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so really quick though, because I like I feel like some of our listeners might be a little like maybe a little younger that they might not have seen Catch Me If You Can. Um, it like so I feel like I got to give like a quick explanation of the movie. Because it's just okay. yeah. So this is like, a now catch catch seconds. me if you can podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Oh, it doesn't even thirty seconds. So pretty much, a uh, a young man basically learns how to exploit the the bank system to basically accrue a ton of money and was basically impossible to catch because he was so good at counterfeiting checks. Um, he did everything from being a doctor to being an airplane pilot, all this stuff. Um, and he's basically chased all over the world, like pretty much all over the world by this one uh, particular police officer who does fraud management. Um, and basically how they, because he's so skilled and so, because he's so good, like LeBrava and gentle, and he's not a bad person. They basically get him to, and hire him on for, to be a part of the FBI. So that's, that, that's basically why we keep saying like, this is a catch me if you can scenario, because I think that's what they're going to do with those two. There's I, cause they're not, neither of them are malicious. Neither the, like, like even when they fight, they're never like, oh, I'm going to beat the crap out of this guy. It's always just like, oh, you know, we gotta, we gotta do our next big like number. And then we gotta, then we got a piece. We gotta get out of here. But I don't think they're ever major characters. Again. I, 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 I know how they think... show up. It's 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 an easy easy uh like setup. What they do is they put like they have a situation and you hear like gentle and Lobrava like doing their weird like I don't know like monologue, Mon- monologue? intro <laughs> intro thing. And then uh, he's like gentle, what are you doing here? And he's like I'm working for the police. Smile. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That's like yeah, good. that's it. Yeah, or I, or the or, or of... like the gorilla cop shows up and like cuts him off. And he's like, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'd be like background characters and just like yeah, make an appearance here and there. But yeah, I think their time as main characters done. But I think it'd be cool to kind of see a little bit of a redemption arc there because I think we all grew to kind of love Gentle and La Brava towards the end. Oh, they're, they're too likable. They're too likable not to not to enjoy. And and it's not they're uh, they're also powerful. Like that's the other thing is like they are a very very like like dangerous combination of people right like and so and i think that was always our big thing was like okay what are these guys stick like what's their deal and turns out they can they're pretty formidable so yeah yeah but i think that pretty much wraps everything up in the post show i really want to talk about the preview this is one of the more excited previews i've been for but is there anything else with the actual episode we want to dive into i think we were i think we flushed out yeah good. This, uh, over, I just want to say overall, I like the episode, and from what I heard, and this obviously makes sense, that this is a good a- adaptation, because 
you you get the actual physical song you get to hear it that's true so that i think that's something cool and like an awesome thing to highlight is that like not only is this a good moment for for us as just like anime watchers but like for everyone who enjoys it because it's it's new songs. no one's ever heard the song before yeah. that actually went around with the manga yeah that's cool that is a cool thing to think about but um with that we got plus ultra to dive into and for those of you that do not know, Plus Ultra is our weekly award where each one of us will decide on a character that went beyond, that went Plus Ultra, that deserves to be crowned the best of the episode. And James, since you were so happily gone last week, I'm going to hand it over to you to see who is your Plus Ultra recipient. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. I'm going to... See, this is again one of those episodes that jumped around a lot, and it was it was kind of hard to pinpoint somebody. But I'm giving it to Stepdad Mirio. I'm giving it to him because even though Deku was off doing his performance thing and all that shit, Mirio is still taking Eri along. This very this very like distraught and like overworked child, and he was just trying to make sure she had a good time. So, and obviously by the end of that episode, he succeeded. He lights up when she's super happy. I I think Mirio gets it. I, I, it's it, like in these episodes, it's really hard to really give it to one person outside of trying to always give it to Deku. So I'm, I'm, yeah, we're going with Mario. All right, Dylan, what bullshit do you have for me? <laughs> Put, pushes up my glasses. <laughs> yeah, Here's the me. technical analysis of who, who scientifically should get it. Scientifically, we know that the greatest part of the episode was eerie smile. Where did that smile originate from? From the music. Don't you say it. And the okay. music was done none other by Jiro. Okay. So we have Jiro to okay. thank for Eerie's wonderful smile. So A equals B, Jiro is going plus ultra in this. <laughs> I thought you were going to go to like, Minato was a part of the performance, so <laughs> <Yeah>. he gets it. <laughs> I was waiting for that too. Like A equals B, Minato wins. Well, so I did like, <laughs> I like cheeky Minato. Like that one scene where they like, that one scene, yeah. They yeah. also, which is very weird because his dance move was just looking really sly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was waiting for you to go to no, when the music No, it's Jiro. I, I, I thought it was Jiro just because like, it, it, it was a really, I, I think for what it was too, it's a really cool song. Um, and it, it was nice. It was nice to actually get get music in this. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely agree with that. What about you, Andrew? Um, my plus ultra is going to be Eerie. Because, goddamn, if someone makes me cry in an episode, they get plus ultra. It's pretty much my rule from here on out. And seeing her happy, and she makes Mirio so happy, who's definitely needed something to be happy about for a while. Even though he's always happy, he all he needed something, I think, down to kind of feel like a win, and this definitely feels like a win to Stepdaddy Mirio. Um, he made Deku happy. He even, yeah, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know. Like, she just was such a pushing force for Deku and Mirio in those last couple episodes. He was a, she was a reason why Deku tried so hard to keep the festival going. Yes, there's other people, but the whole fight was gentle. He was talking about how he has someone he wants to make sure his feelings get to, and that was eerie. So it's Deku's motivator. He's Muriel. She's Muriel's motivator. And in the end, all that hard work feels like it paid off for them. And that's super important. So stepchild Eerie and stepdaddy Muriel both deserve it. But Eerie's going to get it. So does Jiro. I think I think everybody's answer is pretty. I, I agree with Jiro. Jiro's too. I think all three of these are good for different reasons. But they're all very similar reasons. So now. But with that. Yeah. We get the preview. Oh, my God. Which, is going to be, I think, one of the funnest episodes of My Hero. 
It's going to really be good. So. so next week's episode is going to be the Japanese hero Billboard Charts. So some of Class 1A will be attending pretty much the power rankings of all heroes in Japan. And we will also be introduced to Hawks finally. Yeah. So Hawks is someone I've been waiting for forever, especially since the movie. We got more of him there. And now the power rankings. We're finally going to decide on the new hero ranking system, especially when we really didn't know much about it before. And we're going to be injured. We're just going to have 800 characters thrown at us. Old one, new ones, like Lock Rock was there. We saw Endeavor. We saw Fat Gum, Hawks. I think every character we've interacted with as a pro hero is going to be there in one episode. And I think that's going to be really fun. Yeah, also, I just want to point out, it's called Billboard. Like, the music rating but for heroes. <laughs> I literally thought Class 1A was, like, nominated for, like, a music award <laughs> at the beginning. Like, before they started going into, like, what it actually was, I'm like, are they really going to be, like, nominated for, like, a music award now? I also want to say it's really cool because it's like we're finally closing the loop on them saying like, oh, it's the number one hero, the number two hero. Like, we understand why they're like officially ranked now, which only took, what, four seasons for them to like (laughs) set up this world building thing and to finally get back to it. So I think that's cool. I'm so excited. This is going to be a sick episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was always such like it was there was oh it was always unquestionable why All Might was the number one. Like, like you always knew. Right. But now with him out of the picture, you're like. I'm they they like they definitely could have done this once he lost his powers. They could have done this ages ago, but I mean like they definitely couldn't have done it before All Might because I think it would have like had some redundancy. You know what I mean? But now I think like yeah, I'm happy that we're finally getting to it. It did take a while, but I'm pretty stoked. But yeah, I mean I think in like in show it hasn't been that long. I think maybe it's only been a month or two, and these things yeah. probably take a while to organize and all that. So I think that feels about the right amount of time for that to happen, but. Let's do we think Endeavor is going to be number one here after all this? Yes. I'll get to your point in a second, Jamie. Do yes. we think Endeavor? Yeah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Endeavor's, Endeavor's 100% number one. Yeah. Do we have a prediction of who's number two? I want to say I, I don't, but I think oh. we're gonna get a really good Kaminari Woods uh, callback. I want, I want, it, I want him again. I want him again. I think he's gonna be pretty highly rated. Yeah, I think, I think it's Hawks. I think, I want to say it's Hawks. Just because, like, yeah, like, because I mean, where they made him such a focal point in the preview, not just for his like debut, but like even like his intro, like with his like like the wings going and stuff like that. I think Hawks is definitely number two. I would say. I remember Edgeshot being the previous number four, so maybe he goes up. Maybe I don't know. It, it's I mean, it's gonna I, be interesting. I do have the current rate. I mean, so from ones we've learned about, so Endeavor was number two. Yeah. Uh, best genist was number four. Edshot was five. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, we never knew what Kami Woods was before. Um, Gang Orca used to be ten. Mount Lady was unknown. Fat Gum was unknown. Um, Pussycats um, were like thirty-two. Yeah. Previously. Okay. So a lot of people we don't know. I we do. Do we not know who number now, the th- unfortunately who number three was? Did we not? No. Previous- yeah. no the- so we didn't know who the previous one is, but we were learn next week. Okay. Yeah, we'll 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 fi- we'll figure it out. Let's yeah. let's not try to let's not accidentally. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't trying to spoil anything. I was just going through the people we already knew who. The yeah. Were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of so, cool too, because like Best Genius is like, he's, to my knowledge, he's still. I think he's like forced retired. Yeah, is Best Genius alive? Best yeah, Genius he's alive. Are, he's alive, but he was like he had the crap kicked out of him. Like. Okay. So, 
Yeah, but like, I, I didn't know if he was still alive after that. I thought he. Like, no, yeah, we, he was. He I was for. He was, like, they 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 made a point to say that he was alive. I remember yeah. that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, but we haven't seen Best Genius since like the All for One arc. Oh, also one of the uh, the Pussycats also is like died. Yeah, so, I mean, I think she straight up died, didn't she? N- no, 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 no. They were because no. they got her body. Yeah, like, she it, didn't have uh, her abilities anymore though. Got yeah, taken she, away. Yeah, they got taken away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I definitely there's gonna be a lot of shifting in rankings, and also I think the the crew like you you know the super like the the hero crew that they always like have in the background like Mount, Mount Lady, La- and all that. Mount Lady, who's it? Mount Lady, Kami Woods, uh, oh my God, Death Arms. Yeah, and... I, I think I think that crew because they were kind of new on the scene. I think they're gonna like really show them in these rankings now. Yeah, because like they yeah. they've been like our heroes like in the actual world, so. I think I think yeah. they're gonna have them on there. I hope so. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think I think next week's gonna be really fun. I think we're gonna be introduced to a ton of new characters for season five. I think this is gonna help with the setup. Like Hawk is obviously one of them. I think we'll be introduced to other top ten heroes as well that are gonna play major parts in season five. Also, I'm sorry, sorry to add this on because we're we're kind of going long on this. But I, do you think that one of the one of class one A is gonna be a surprise uh, listing on on no. it? You don't think so? I really think like they're gonna show up ranking somewhere on the list. Like someone is. Are they gonna be allowed to with provisional licensing? I don't think they're count. I think that's the main reason why. I think you have to be an official. Like they're not. Yeah. Official heroes. Yet. Oh, you have to be an official hero. Yeah, I think. I think. That I think. Would it, be my guess. I think it was, like I could definitely see it if it w- they couldn't counter it from a legality standpoint. Which yeah. I think is, which is very much because, because I, I could see, I could see Todoroki, yeah. I could see Bakugo, I could even see Deku. I would be pissed, but I could probably see it as well. But look, I'd see Todoroki on the high. I think if anyone was to get that thing, it'd be Todoroki. Yeah, yeah. To, I think Todoroki's the obvious choice, right? Yeah, because like I, I could see like the episode, like I could see that scene playing out of actually, where. Actually, no, I think it would if if it would have been anyone, it would have been Mirio, actually. Oh yeah, he lost yeah. His that's now. true. It, it would have to be someone that was part of the whole assault on the convention. So I think it would probably be Deku. Deku defeated Overhaul. Like if it was going to be, it is a main character ass thing. But he was part of the raid. People admire yeah, him. Yeah, you're you're totally right. That, and yeah. he defeated Overhaul. So if anyone was get a mention, like an honorable mention, yeah. it would be him. Well, I think uh, I think um, oh my god, Sun Eater could be on there too. Would not be surprised. Yes, Amajiki could be on there. Probably be the closest. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the one you can make an argument for that he's probably a closest a full fledged hero. Yeah, because he, um, he so took he, he was he, he won a three on one right. Like, Hado as well. She didn't really do much, but she was part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Hado was there. She was like, yes. right. Like, she, but she just she really backed up who she was working alongside. I guess technically Kirishima. Like I mean, if you, right, like I mean, like I I think there's a good argument for all of them, but I think yeah. on- Todoroki doesn't even have his license yet. That's <laughs> true, yeah. So I think I honestly know. think if it's not Deku, which again, super main character, it's Am- Amajiki. it's Amajiki, yeah, exactly. If they right. if they let that happen. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this long enough. We'll just have to wait for next week to yeah, see what yeah, actually seriously? happens while we're all super excited about it. But I think that's a we like the stuff. We went a little long, but it was a really fun thing. A lot of talk about this episode, even if we did kind of go on too long about certain things. It's always fun to talk about it, but we are going to wrap up this week's episode there. Thank you all so much for coming to this week's episode. We will be back here next Saturday. A big word for you, Andrew. <laughs>
Uh, but yeah, let your friends know. Let your friends know in quarantine along with us uh, that, you know, we're doing this podcast. Share it with them. Um, we're all watching anime inside, like Dylan said earlier, so why not have somebody else to talk about it with? And hit us with that five-star review on any podcasting platform that uh, you listen to us on. And check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for updates on this show and all the other stuff we do. And we were just posting. It's going to keep you entertained in these times. But with that, that'll be all for this week's class. We hope to see you back here next Saturday. Bye,